0: La fondule fait tic-tac-tic-tic, les oiseaux du lac pic-pac-pic-pic, glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons. et la jolie cloche ding-dang-don, mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.
1: Et bonjour Rugby Friends, and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connection with moi, and...
0: With moi, John Jackson.
1: Tom, so tell me, tell me about your, your impression. What's going on in England right now?
0: Uh, it's all a bit mad, isn't it? So I have a friend who has a baby that's two months old and has lived through two monarchs, four Home Secretaries. God knows how many Chancellor of the Exchequer and the odd Prime Minister separate. Very odd Prime Minister. Uh, I, I exaggerate a bit, but... Uh, can't wait for it all to settle
1: down. And apparently Boris is likely to run again <laughs> to become prime minister. So, hmm, interesting. Well, I'm
0: glad I've already left the country once, so I don't have to do it again. But that would certainly force me to leave the country again.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you were saying, you know, the, the other day that you are stuck in Heathrow because of work, well, Heathrow, not Heathrow, not the, the airport itself, but Heathrow, the hotel where you are uh, working Very, very hard. But you managed to escape your jail to go and watch. But Leicester won at the very, very last minute, I believe.
0: Uh, You're absolutely right, except it was a rubbish game and Leicester were winning all the way through. But apart from that spot, (laughs) um, Leicester were very strong. didn't really let Harlequins play at all. It's true, there were about four tries in the last 10 minutes, but uh, the score was way beyond what Harlequins could do. But it's lovely to be free and lovely to get to a match.
1: <laughs> yeah, except you must have missed Toulouse. So Toulouse are rocking. They are rocking at the top. They are flying. You know, and it's a good good analogy because Toulouse is very well known for Airbus. Yes,
0: they have Airbus on their shirts for decades now. Yeah, Toulouse have only lost one match this season. And that's against bottom of the table, Poe, when they just miscalculated. Uh, they've been fine, but they've been here before. The international part of the season is upon us. But yeah, they thrashed Breve at the weekend and Breve lost their manager as a result. Sacked on his way back to the changing room, the poor thing. Which is a bit tough because losing against Toulouse is expected for a lot of the lower middle of the table teams. But there you go.
1: But they lost the previous week and he was at home as well. They got spanked. Really, really hard. And I think that uh, it's a tough, it's a tough situation in brief because obviously most of the players are injured. Uh, they don't have the same budget as all the clubs and they've got a, a new actionnaire, you know, a new person who took over the reign of Brive as well. So obviously he wants, you know, we both work in business. He wants to see some ROI, but you need to be patient. But the good thing with Brive is that they have a, got very good facilities, a good academy as well. So it's about, you know, ramping up and maybe bringing some new blood, you know. So let's see. And you know, there are plenty in what, at Wasp. I was so saddened with what happened
0: at Wasp? West... Well, they, they will exist, but without most of the teams, most of the players and the staff. They'll be down in a lower league. There was talk quickly knocked on the head about merging with London Irish, who have always been, who have for a long time been on the verge of problems. Uh, you know, everybody has problems. I'm not sure whether all the clubs have fully got over Covid. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that came out. At the weekend, was Leicester saying
1: that they will miss two matches because Worcester and Ross have gone under, and that will cost them seven hundred thousand pounds. Can you elaborate?
0: They're going to have a loss of income because they won't have matches against Ross and Worcester.
1: Oh yes, now, of course.
0: That's a bit of a it's a bit bad accounting because you know, they're they they're losing turnover of three hundred fifty thousand pounds a match, but that's not the same as profit. Yes. Um, but it does matter because they build their team based on X home matches a year. But the cost of a home match isn't all variable. a large part of it is fixed. But it's true but, but using matches costs a lot. And during COVID, we saw that with many teams getting close to the wall.
1: So last weekend, the match I found really amazing. And Tom, I have to raise my beret. I've got like five berets, but you got a few yourself, I think, in Toulouse. Uh,
0: I have. There are of me wearing a
1: beret. I think I've got a red, I've got a grey one, I've got a white one, <laughs> I've got a different fabric one, and yeah. <laughs> so
0: what was your match of the weekend?
1: The game from Stade Francais Stade Français against Paul. There was so much thrill and so much An unexpected action. So Stade Francais, you know, lost one of their players due to a red card, but they, they reconvened and they starting score, they started scoring and scoring and scoring. And at the end, you know, it was 29 to, to 31. It was a nice away win for, for Stade Francais because they're not used to winning their away games.
0: Yeah, it's a lovely finish as well because they scored the try to equalise uh, after the final klaxon, and there was a conversion from the sideline that went over for the victory. So very exciting and great one. You have to feel for Poe because they're very valiant, but they lost exactly, and, uh, and they shouldn't have done. So yes, well, that's, that's yes. the one uh, the one I like, went similarly. Bordeaux got a monkey off its back to use the expression. Bordeaux really plugged in and were playing beautifully. Much as Stade Français, they they refound their mojo and they're back to the old teams we know and it's lovely to see them back where they should be. Definitely. Bordeaux were hosting Wrestling ninety two with their superstars and, and their elite. Bordeaux just played wonderful, solid, proper rugby keeping the scoreboard ticking over. There were no particularly rosy periods where they would not scored four tries in four minutes or anything like that. They just kept on going. And the one thing that's lovely about Bordeaux, <laughs> apart from it being 9pm on a Saturday night, but no, no I, w- I will give them that. It was good for Bordeaux being at 9pm on a Saturday night because their public is transforming. Um, last season, they had 311 paying tickets during the course of the season.
1: Right. Which is... 20
0: almost 25 percent more than Toulouse had. Uh-huh. Two. So Bordeaux are reinventing home support. They've got a lot younger crowd, they're a lot more involved. They've got lots of meet the player things and get involved and access uh, things for everyone. It's a pretty much a city centre old school stadium on the metro route, on the tram route. So uh, they're doing really well at getting new supporters in, which oh. after Covid. I mean, take hat off okay. so a hat Okay. they match. They led all the way. Uh, and i uh, very happy to see them with their monkey off the back
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Le singe sur leur dos. I don't know how to say that expression in <laughs> French. How would we say that? I don't think
0: you could use it in terms of, No, terms of course. Singe. I think it's
1: like click 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 de la saison the click de la saison like that red card that was given to the the player in the stade français that really galvanized you know the stade français squad that's for sure. oh one team is going up were saying bordeaux i'm afraid montpellier is not having such a great time they lost again they lost against lyon and it was at home as well so it was you know a little bit of a déjà vu to a certain extent and i have to say again La Revanche est un plat qui se mange froid. Revenge is a dish best served cold because even if he didn't admit it after the, the match, Xavier Carvajosa, who was basically in January 2021, he didn't have a job for 18 months but he managed to get another position at Lyon and. Um, Yes, it was a winning winning score for, uh, for Lyon. It was 33, they scored 30, the final score was 33 to to 26. Philippe Saint-André wasn't too happy, he did say, in the uh, that uh, he thought that his players were, sple- were playing La Baballe. <laughs> la babal is what you would say, oh, to a dog, go and play, va chercher la babal, go and get, go and fetch the ball. We were saying, you know, that the players were not up to their usual. They looked a bit amateurish. That's how we translate. Would you agree with my expression translation?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, t- t- your translations are always fantastic. You get, you, as we say in English, you find the most just for
1: everything.
0: <laughs> I think it, it, it's a bit of a dead click for Lyon that as well, because to go away and beat the current champions really puts them amongst the big boys. Mentally, that will pay off for a few weeks coming.
1: Yes.
0: The, the other match I saw was Perpignan against Clermont. Now that that was three nine at half time. And I think that tells you the whole story. It was messy, full of penalties. It was knock-ons. It was throw-ins being lost. It was a bit of a. It was an ugly win. Clermont did well to win. It, uh, it, but yeah, they were the first to admit that it was an ugly win. They they didn't enjoy themselves. They liked the victory. Their new boy, who was recognised old, Bautista Delgi scored a try for Clermont and he was booed off by Perpignan. So, let, let me, allow me to say this is not soccer again. And that <laughs> is the quote of Soc- you <laughs> know it's just football. So, one to, one to avoid next time, Perpignan versus so Clermont.
1: Yes. Yeah. Another game, Castres. Castres did really well in the stadium. They won against Bayonne. It was 39 39- 22, and as you know, you know, the star player is very much, you know, Urdar Pileta, is the boss, he's the boss on the pitch. C'est le chef, c'est le chef. It was a fun game, high score, wasn't it? Pardon me? It was a high score, wasn't it? 39-22, yes, and he scored from his boot 22 points, so bravo, bravo. And so, yeah, this goes in, t- in total three tries for Castres, and they... They are, yeah, the stadium in Pierre Fabre is bringing them lots of luck.
0: Well, down the road, the touch on Toulouse-Brieve. Yes, it was seven points to breathe, 45 points to Toulouse. At halftime, it was 14-0, and Toulouse had only touched the ball twice. It was by no means a runaway victory. Toulouse weren't great, but they were very patient and very pragmatic playing the kind of rugby that Breve must really be kicking themselves about. Their first try... Of all things, Valange kicked her head with a gorgeous little kick that you would expect from uh, one of the back from the back lines. And here's a massive uh, scrummager kicking it. And his mate, Dubon, picked it up and scored. And then on the 37th minute, Rory Arnold, who's seven foot tall, another second liner, he intercepted a ball and ran all the way to the line, saying this massive giant of a man beating everyone was, it, yeah, it was, it was a bit sad for Breed. But then, yeah, after, after the second half, after that halfway break, in the last seven minutes, four tries were scored. So it was like watching Harlequins. 73rd minute, 75th, 79th, one for Breed, and 80th, one for Routier, and a second for Routier. So uh, we showed that class in the end, but basically just by playing it easy and waiting for Breed to make mistakes. But, yeah, of course, their class. They're top of the table. La Rochelle is second. So they're in a very
1: good position. Yes, and while you were supporting <coughs> Queens at the Stoop next to Twickenham, the little brother of Twickenham, not even that. But Anyhow, anyhow. oh, by the way, did you bump into Michel Roux, who is a massive Queens fan? I chat with uh, him quite often on Twitter.
0: I, I did bump into him and we exchanged a couple of words about what a rubbish match it was.
1: That's not through bumping into him, that's through social media. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, of course. Oh, OK. So you bump into me virtually. I know he listens yeah. to our French Rugby Connection podcast anyway. So but anyhow, and I asked him as well the other day. So when you watched that game between for England and France, who did you support? You know, put a it like. It's, oh, you can't imagine that. Eh?
0: Put 14-7 to England's ladies on
1: Saturday morning. Yes, but let's finish about with the top 14 before we talk about the women's rugby World Cup very quickly. You no, know, La Rochelle Toulon took place and the score was 32 to five. You know, so, so a very very strong La Rochelle win because you may have re- you may remember but the week before they they lost against Bayonne. It was 13-29. So their ego got bruised. <laughs> Probably on the muscle as well, more than likely. And they had to fight back. So, well done to La Rochelle, les champions de l'Europe.
0: Yes, uh, a very fine reaction to them. And how average Toulon turned out to be. That's quite telling if Toulon can be that weak. Because it wasn't a weak team they sent along. So, uh, yeah, that's sometimes they click, sometimes they click.
1: Yes, and you had a few players that used to play for Shell that were playing for too long, like E.I.R. West, for instance. And the... I,
0: I didn't follow that, but I know that one player, he used to play for Toulouse and South Africa World Cup winner Cheslin Colby was, was out on the pitch. Le crunch, le
1: crunch des... The, the, the dames, the dames anglaises and françaises, the crunch between the French and the English. But again, you know, I raise my beret for the feisty attitude, the very strong defensiveness of the French, you know, and, uh, that was a good game, Tom. I would say it was like a warm-up game. And it's better to lose against the English now than in the first game, then later on the way. You see, they probably learned a lot.
0: I can see that the final will be a rematch of that game. Certainly, I think England and France are strong teams in this competition. But France lost our friend of the pod, that Lord She went off with anterior cruciate ligaments. Very sad. And she said goodbye to that match. And she also said goodbye to rugby and took her total retirement from the game. Uh, So she's had a fine career, and I, for one, will also take my beret off to her, and I'm sure you will. Just a reflection on the years that she's been uh, professional, or the years, the years that she's been playing rugby and international ladies rugby has taken off so massively. I was reminded that in 2010, I was at Crickham student to watch the bronze final of the World Cup and the final. And I wore two t shirts, one French because the Bronze final was France against Australia. Uh, and then I put my English t shirt on because it was England against New Zealand. And I have to say that both teams I supported lost. Uh, to, also just to say that there was less than a thousand people in the crowd. It was fun, it was joyous, and it was lovely. And it was a World Cup final, and there were champions. But uh, uh, now look at England expecting to sell 80,000 seats of Twickenham. It, it, what
1: a time for our latest rugby. That would be amazing to see all that crowd. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not sure whether Twickenham will be a full, but uh, it, would, it will be a large attendance. And yes, very saddening, you know, to see Laurence Sensu who was voted this year, the best player in the world in rugby, like like Antoine Dupont. And uh, yeah, she did the SEL and she felt it straight away. She heard that the clack... You know, she, she didn't want to show too much of a concern, but she knew in her head, that's it, that's the end, end of my career. I won't be able to play anymore. And she was saying that ACL, her left knee has always been a, a Achilles heel. And yes, I mean, she was very, very saddened because, you know, a family was there in New Zealand and so on. And when she, she wanted to walk back, but she didn't. She couldn't obviously, and she was carried by a car and but she sat up on the way out of pride, but she was absolutely devastated. you know, she cried for over 10 minutes, but then when the girls came over, you know she she dust herself off and she said, "I'm fine, I'm going to support you. Come on girls and so on. so uh, yes, so well done to Lorence She' definitely transformed rugby. we wish her all the best. And maybe one day we can have her on the podcast. And you can be the translator. I
0: hope so. Hope so.
1: You know what? The team, the bleu les bleus, were selected the camp in Marcoussis this week. And you were wrong last time. You said out of the seventy, there would be. You say fifteen players from That's from Toulouse, but out of the forty-two, I believe there are nine. Is that correct?
0: Uh, d- yeah, don't come to judgment just
1: yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're moi just Opinionated? Way. Never, never. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm allowed to be a little bit arrogant and opinionated. <laughs> National characteristic about. Firstly, Jamne and I are injured, they call it then. I. Uh, Would be very surprised if by the end of the Six Nations we haven't seen Delhi and Josh Brennan coming through. He's on such form at the moment, you tend not to see it from the second rows that they don't burst out and score a hat trick like a new winger. But Josh Brennan has been absolutely on fire. Ali Miafu, if his passport comes through, he's a Melbourne guy who's been in France and his passport is going through the system, he might yet make it to the Six Nations. And who knows when there are injuries to cover. It could, could still get up to fifteen, and that's without counting the one that two is sending to Italy for his matches. That was Capuozzo, I can never pronounce. I think a cappuccino <laughs> yes, because I like my coffee.
1: So, Tom, it's been lovely to speak with you. So. Let's check whether you were right last week regarding your prediction. I think you you are yeah you've been quite good lately. So, um, but this uh, week, this week you are predicting seven seven wins. So, tell our listeners, would you think he's going to bag a win? Okay, well we have got Racing ninety two against Montpellier. I think it'll be close. but I think it'll be a home win.
0: Montpellier might get the bonus Defensive if it's close enough.
1: I oh, disagree Lord, with yeah. you. I disagree. I think Montpellier is going to win that one. Do
0: you think they're strong enough?
1: They they will because they've got two losses to overcome. So they'll be, they'll be war. They'll be well, blood. Uh,
0: the OK, well, gloves are off for that one. We'll
1: see.
0: <laughs> Bayonne Perpignan, I see another close home win with a bonus defensive. Bayern are strong. They're strong at home. But Perpignan love that kind of match and they love playing together.
1: Yes, that's more or less the, the derby, I think.
0: It is now the Berets are out of the picture in Pro Dodo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Léa versus Poe, I see an easy home win.
1: I think I agree with you, unless I have to read my Beret later. We'll see.
0: We'll, we'll see. Sad <laughs> Français versus Brie. Sad days, isn't it? I, I can see Brie bouncing back a bit, but certainly it's a home win, but it might be close.
1: I would yeah, love right. to see. I would love to see Brief win, you know, because they've been through a little bit of a difficult situation. But yeah, Stade Français, as, as, Stade Français, you know, after the two wins, you might feel wonder. They might feel super. <laughs> I mean, Superman. Yeah, well, they're just as capable of letting it drop as they
0: are of being fantastic players. We'll see what the true Stade Français is. Toulon versus Castro. No, Toulon are hurting this weekend, and Castler don't travel very well. So I just see that as a home win. Again, a close one with Ben Estefan Sieve. Uh, Claremont versus Bordeaux. Not many people win away to Claremont, do they? <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh it happens sometimes. There is a always a first time. I yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Tough one, depending how good the sixteen men, you know, the supporters are. They are usually pretty passionate crew there in Clermont. But we'll see if Bordeaux can keep their cool. Follow the follow their tactics, you know, they might they might get it. So we'll see. I'm not too sure about that one. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say Bordeaux begged because I because I like Bordeaux. Oh.
0: Oh, okay. And the one I'm going to miss, Toulouse
1: versus La Rochelle on Sunday night at nine o'clock. Oh, yes, yes because you're already in bed on Sunday evening. Is that correct?
0: No, it's because I'll be on an aeroplane on my way
1: to a Heathrow Hotel. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a Sunday night. Oh, I thought it was Friday you were leaving. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, well, So you can, you can follow that up on, on Twitter, I suppose.
0: Yes, yes, we'll, we'll see. see. But, we'll see. No, so I see seven home wins in that, but with quite a few bonuses
1: kicking in, which will shake up the table a bit.
0: Yeah. So, wait, we'll
1: I'll see. We, we will have to review. I hope you took some notes of it, and we'll have to review that next week, okay? On that note, Au revoir, bon voyage. To our listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to both Tom, who is the most French of the English man or the most English of the French. (laughs) (laughs) Something along Uh, those lines. With a fine love of wine. Anthony, you love wine, but you are an expert as well.
0: I did spend 30 years in the wine trade in Britain. Have a lovely time, everyone. Enjoy
1: your weekend of rugby. Merci. Thank you very much. Au revoir Au revoir La pendule fait tic-tac-tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac pic-pac-pic-pic
0: Glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-don Mais boum Quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille